What does it mean to be a vulnerable Christian man? Walking through life weak and powerless is not what Jesus had in mind for us. It's time to fight. It's time to get comfortable being uncomfortable. We are OB, Sean, Brandon, and Shane, and this is The Uncomfortable. Hello, and welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. I've got an a uncomfortable intro here that uh, may make you guys, might make you a little squeamish, uh, might definitely make you uncomfortable. It, you know, I, I, here's your warning. You know, at the beginning of a show where it say, like, this movie has for mature audiences, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay. This is not for mature audiences. It's just it's a typical <laughs> dude story about typical gross stuff. We... <laughs> <laughs> it's important to clarify that 99% of the time, Shane does not run by the Uncomfortable Truth intros. Doesn't no, run by these us. surprise these guys. These these are straight Is it bodily functioning. Oh, yeah. It's oh, usually it, Shane always defaults to uh, vomit or poop. Yeah, okay. We're, yeah, we're going there. <laughs> okay, I'll go. So if you, if, just fast Sorry, forward people. about five minutes. My, my wife, she cannot ha- handle vomit. Oh, I mean, mine either. Is, I have to do like, it in my house. It is like game over. Yeah. We just got back from the Virgin Islands a a week or so ago, and when you go, you know, we beach hopped. Uh, Each day we would go to one beach or two. One day we went to three beaches, and these beaches in the Virgin Islands, they don't have, like, bathrooms. Is that where they have seashells instead of toilet paper? Uh, I'm getting into it. (laughs) Pretty much. They typically don't have bathrooms or even, like, trash cans or anything like that. But we went, there was only one that I remember that we went to that, it said when you walk down the trail, there's no trash cans. Pick up your trash, and then you get down there, there's a trash can. There's also a bathroom. Oh, man, here we go. Um, when I travel, I because, and I've researched this, because of, like, the compression of sitting down on an airplane, sitting down in the car. The compression. Yeah. <laughs> do, do, do you see where this is going? Yeah. I'm sure the bodily do. function, my bodily functions yeah, do I, not operate. I, I'm going to disagree. Correctly. I think that's just your nerves. Do you research do you, it? Do you get nervous when you fly? No, it's the compression. It's sitting down in a tiny seat for like this one was four or five hours. Oh, we were on a plane. plane for a while. So you researched it. You're like, yeah, it's a real something, thing. There's something going on here, right? Where you, I've I, never I, heard. Don't that. go. I went to California a couple of years ago. Spent ten days in California and didn't. Only had one good number two the whole time. <laughs> go tent, go tent, Brandon. You know about that. Uh, yeah, I do. I do. So, anyways, there's this bathroom there, and I'm like, oh, great. I, I really need to use the bathroom. This is on like day five of our trip. We've already or walked four. about half a mile yeah. down a like, hill, this, this rocky. Is this is fantastic. I can sit on a toilet and use the restroom comfortably. So, I walk in this bathroom, and uh, it seems. For a beach bathroom in the Virgin Islands, there's the not, exterior looked okay. It did look fine. I didn't go in, but um, now again, in there, there's not running water. It's just a hole that they've dug in the ground with concrete floor and a and a toilet sitting on top of it. So, oh man, I'm like a a, a glorified Johnny on the spot. Yeah, but with a better surrounding around it, you know. Yeah, right. Now, it, did, it is stink in there, obviously, because it's like a Johnny on the spot. Mm-hmm. But it was clean. So, sit down, trying to get the mojo going. And all of a sudden, <laughs> you hear I don't even know how to explain it. I'm just wondering how you're going to 
not go over the top with this. When I get, I'll, I'll go, I'll fast forward a little bit. When I get out of the bathroom, my wife's like, what happened in there? She said, felt like I heard something and it felt like, or it sounded like almost like an explosion, like <laughs> something happened. A weird sound. I was wondering if you were okay. What happened was flies. Flies are attracted to poop, right? I sit down on this toilet seat and all of a sudden it feels like a dadgum 747 flew out the backside of my crack. Oh no. My first thought was this this hole is connected to the ocean and the breeze is rushing up through that thing. I was like, surely that's like an anomaly. Something's wrong in my head. This really didn't happen. And I, I got, when I jumped off the toilet, the toilet seat went down. It was loud. Sit back down again, and not, not three seconds later, it happens again. What All is it, going on? I, it was a fly flying up the backside really fast and really close. And the whiff of the wind felt magnified to that nether region. It scared it. You know what it didn't do? It didn't scare the crap out of me <laughs> because I got out. You couldn't do it. I couldn't do it, dude. That that would have freaked me out too. Man, I I can't yeah. I can't even imagine like those little bitty fly wings making that that Some, much. Oh, it might have been like a it dragonfly. Might have been one of those big flies. Well, yeah. when I yeah. sat when I sat that, down, it the was, snake was coming uh, next. I don't know what it was, but I was like, I can't. I was do this. waiting for you to say it was some kind of. Animal, like animal, reptile, like a, like or a bat. Yeah. Might have been a bat. Oh Dude. man, I, there wasn't that much room on wow. the backside. Wow, <laughs> golly, uh, never felt that before. Shane was That's so excited there was a bathroom that it, I kind of felt sorry for him that he couldn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, the whole benefit the from the, the bathroom. Day. Yeah, you know. Welcome to the uncomfortable yeah, truth. There you go. Who was Flies. that? About? That was great. About five minutes. Don't so, have any flies if you're back your with us, if you fast forwarded through that, bless you. Um, you don't <laughs> need to go back and listen to it. No, Brandon, you know, open us, yep. open us up in prayer. Yep, love to. Lord, we love you. We thank you that uh, as believers, we get to approach you anytime, and that uh, you desire that personal relationship with us, Lord. Lord, help us to um, share your word. Uh, through our words, uh, plant as many seeds as we can. We know we're not called to uh, save people, but we are called to share your word and uh, to expand your kingdom with our actions. Lord, we pray that this podcast and uh, all things that we do uh, help bring your word to people. Uh, Bless this time as we discuss whatever the topic may be. Uh, Let us be good stewards of your word. And uh, just thank you for your grace and your mercy. And most importantly, for sending your son to uh, walk this earth and to uh, choose to die on the cross for our sins. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 So today's on today's episode, we, are, uh, we have cards and we're drawing a topic. These are always very interesting cards that are super thought-provoking. And Sean, do we want to go with that card that Sean drew earlier? It's up to y'all. Let's go for it. All right. It's a, What's the Interesting question? topic. I say let's try to get to a couple cards. Okay. So everybody right. gets like a little one hitter on All their right. opinion and go sure. to the next one. So we can hit several topics. So Sean, okay. hit the question. Oh, uh, so here, here's the one that I drew just a second ago. Uh, as a Christian, how should you respond to situations where the rights of people are not equal? Do we all want to have just a? Yeah, just quick hit it. 
Sean, you want to hit it first or you want me to? Uh, go for it, man. I can tell you I've not done it correctly many times. Mm. That's my answer. How should we respond sure. when the rights of the people involved are not equal? That's right. So, um, what's an example of that? Give me a, give, here. Let, I'll let, start. Give, give me a give me a sports example. All Shane. I, I I don't have a sports example. I'll just go to what pops in my head first. Is that mm-hmm. in a world today where you can identify as something that is not truth based on our biblical principles and the confusion that 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 our world has created around identifying as something and then expecting to receive uh, certain rights based on how you identify. I think the way that we approach that, I think we, you know, we have a, a guide in the Bible of how we should handle those situations. Mm-hmm. How we should handle non-truths. Right. But those people don't, like the people that may identify as whatever, they're not going to accept the Bible's truth, typically. And so we can't beat them over the head with the Bible and and alienate them from a Jesus Christ that loves them as well. So I think we respond to those situations with love, just like Jesus would that maybe walks into a bar and talks to a, a drunk person. Um, with love and, and kindness. So grace. Grace. A short sure. answer, grace. A, yeah. sure. No, no, that's good. That's good. And I, I guess we don't all have to answer if everybody agrees with that. But I do agree with that. Now, I want to, from a physical standpoint, you know, I automatically think uh, about women and men and sports. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So um, I, heard a, I heard something yesterday when I was on my way home from uh, Lubbock. And uh, it was a podcast, and a guy was talking about how in 1985, the average grip strength of a man was like 125 PSI. Okay. Today, the average grip strength of a, of a man uh, – I know, I'm sorry, back up. And then in 1985, the average grip strength of a woman was like 85. Okay. Okay. And then you take uh, today, the average grip strength of a man is like 95 – the average grip strength of a woman is like 90. Oh. Okay. Believe every and bit of that. He attributed that to the watered down, it's not okay to be super macho. It's not a and and we need to be um looking at women as as equal, even though uh, you know, from a uh from from this standpoint, whenever I think about men and women like in sports and uh just in life. Uh, God did not make us equal. God made us. We were supposed to be protectors, you know, uh, of of our households and of uh, of our spouse, you know. And I and think that I think He didn't make us the same. He made us very different. Sure. Um, um, equal is. I, I mean, you have to. Explain, right. Explain yeah. Yeah. That, so uh, whenever I'm talking about physical attributes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. God did not make us equal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when there's there's, right. I mean, you can right. take on any given moment. Uh, sure. Are there women that can beat up a man? Sure. Mm-hmm. But how, however, if you, I mean, if you level the the playing field all the way across the board, in most any sport, 
okay, a man is going to trump a woman. And, you know, and how do you, how do you look at that? And how do you respond in that for with the, from a Christian standpoint? How do you, how do you try, how do you level the playing field, you know, from a, from the mentality? You don't want to tell a woman that she's not good enough or that she's not. I think there's a very loving way, like you were talking about a second ago. There's a very loving approach that you can take uh, with that whole subject because it's such a controversial thing, right? Mm-hmm. You got men out there today that are trying out for women's volleyball and and then they get to play and then they dominate or it's and it's just not fair. It's simply not fair because God did not make us equal <coughs> excuse me physically 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 yeah. equal. I mean, he did not make us equal whenever it comes to our capabilities uh you know from our physical strength, strength. and um Anyway, so it's a good one. You know, it's it's nuts, but I also thought that the whole grip strength thing was interesting, that's interesting. because it's like men are like, oh, well, oh, well, that's that's not okay anymore. So maybe I don't need to shake their hand as hard because that's not okay. We need to we need to try to um, conform. Right, to, we we our world's teaching us yeah. to accommodate. It is it is a problem. Our physical traits yeah. are starting to mirror the theological thinking of everybody can be accepted however they want to be accepted mm-hmm. mentally rather sure. than rather than the way God made so us. So going back to that question, and, and this is too good of a topic to not dive into <laughs> a little bit. I'll just lay it out there. How do we as believers interact with another believer who is homosexual? Okay. Now, this is my take right now, and it has taken me a long time to get to this point where I can humbly say this, and I hope it comes across. If I love people like Jesus loved me, that means there is not an ounce of judgment. And if there is, I'm in sin, Right. period. If I am asking for forgiveness of that sin, that is no different than that person who is committing sin through homosexuality. The difference is, is that can you be in sin and have a right relationship with God? And notice I didn't say what sin, because sin is sin. That's correct. I can't, until I come to the Lord and ask for forgiveness of whatever sin it is. Now, y'all correct me if I'm off here. My walk with the Lord is not clean until I ask for forgiveness, right? Sure. All right, so let me ask you this. For somebody, say we're talking about a specific person, and they get saved when they're 15 years old. It was a true transformation. They turned to Jesus. And then later on, their sexuality changes. And they're, or it doesn't, let's not even talk about sexuality. They're living in sin. How can that person still go to heaven? Well, you're, the minute you ask Jesus into your heart, you're going to heaven. Yeah. And that's between you and God. None of us ever will know that for sure. Only the Lord knows that, right? I think we're all in agreement yeah. with that. Yes. I can tell you all day long I'm a believer. Yes. I mean, like, but you're going to know you're going to know them by their fruits. I think if somebody truly is spirit-filled and has truly accepted Christ into their life, you're going to know it. I feel like that they're going to be, I feel like there's going to be a conviction 
there's going to be a conviction there. And I don't fruit, yeah. like you say. Yeah, I mean, you, you see. If there's no fruits. conviction, you really got to ask yourself: is, is, Did that person truly? I would take a step back and even argue: Why does it even matter if we're trying to figure it out? Because we don't need to. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah that's true. And, and let me it's say true. this: I because agree. They, I agree. When I was in sin with alcohol, alcohol was the sin. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was the idol. Ninety-nine percent of my friends would have told me I was going to heaven. Yeah, they would have told you I was going to heaven. Just let that marinate. Yeah. So, going back to the question, and this is the place where God has refined me, and it has been very uncomfortable, is it's not my job it's at all. We're not the judge. No. So, how do I love somebody who is in any sin? The same way Christ loves me. That's right. You with grace. And, Simple answer. And with this thing of saying, hey, I love you, mm-hmm. period. Yeah. Now, if you if if I know you love Jesus and we're on the same page there and you trust me enough to ask me what I think biblically about the sin you're in, then absolutely, let's sit down and have a cup of coffee and talk about it. But if you don't trust me enough to know that we're both going and serving the same Jesus, it's not time for me to beat you over the head with what the Old Testament says. No. It ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. It's going to probably set a bigger divide between us where it's going to send you further away from possibly knowing the Lord through yeah. our fruits mm-hmm. right. than knowing the Lord. We can we can get legalistic uh, 100%. very quickly. The Sadducees and, and the Pharisees. And start do, checking boxes, you know, and, and, and that ain't, 100%. That ain't going to, that's not going to plant seeds for Jesus, you know. Yeah. Uh, hey, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, Characters, people in the Bible that um, were a, a murdering, adulterous, uh, that God said it was a man after my own heart. You just took the words out of my, mm-hmm. my mouth. So, I mean, go figure. You yeah. know, uh, is there any sin that's too great? I don't know. Uh, a, a, a murderous, adulterous was a man after God's own heart. I mean, what is there? That, it Does that make that guy any better or worse? Or, I mean, like. What Sean's talking about is David. Yeah, and, and David didn't give himself that title. Yeah, God gave him that title mm-hmm. through Samuel, I believe. We're all redeemable. Boom. Every every one of us, daily. Yes, minute by minute. Now there is one sin that that the Bible talks about that is pretty egregious, and that's denying God, mm-hmm. like flat out denying God. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where it goes from there, but I know that it, that's a dangerous game to play. Mm. Yeah, there's a tons of yep. there's tons of occurrences when that occurred, and it was not pretty for the person who did it. Right. All right. Let's Interesting. Go. That's that's a good. Is one. the answer on that card, Sean? <laughs> no, no. Uh, at, at the at the end of the day, I, I think you you have to respond out of love. I think we've already had that. One. Right. I mean, don't yeah. you think that's the fair? Yeah. Um. Not uh, not any kind of love that we generate. Ooh, I like right. this one. Right. All right. What we got. Does all right, Obi, coming to you first. All right. Does anyone else's faith inspire you? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm inspired by a lot of people's faith. Give us uh, your if you want to. Number one. Yeah. My dad. Okay. Sweet. Um, my dad's faith inspires me on a very often. I I I, I don't know if it's if it's daily, but it's any time where I feel like my faith is wavering 
um, my mind goes to my dad. Mm. You know, how, how does he continue to have faith, unwavering faith, what I, what I call unwavering faith, through the midst of any trial? Mm. Uh, it doesn't matter what the trial is. It doesn't matter if it's a – it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's the worst news that you just found yeah. out. Dad's dad's not going to waver, and he's and he's going to sleep that night, just like he slept the night before. In God's faith, that's right. In faith in God, knowing that no matter the odds, God has already won the victory, and He's going to win too. Yeah, awesome. and for sure, uh, you know, and 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 I I want to be like that. Oh. Um, I want to I want to I want to have faith. I want to have faith like my dad, um, because. I know he worries about the least of like any man that I know. Yeah, the, he just he doesn't allow worry to enter his mind. Really, would you yeah. say that he's created the habit? That's the best word I can come up with my mindset. Habit of knowing that worries from the devil and faith in his Lord is what triumphs only. I believe that it is a habit. I believe that um, Dad's sixty nine years old, and um, and I believe that it's something that he. Now, granted, for as long as I've known him, he's he's been better than most at dealing with adversity and dealing with trial. Um, but the older he's gotten, the 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 better he's gotten, and so. Let me uh, hang out with people like that. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and so you know, I think um, I believe that I I believe that I will be that way too. Um, I believe that God's going to continue to sharpen me. You guys are going to continue to sharpen me. My dad's going to continue to sharpen me, and I'm going to continue to see examples of what inspire me in my faith. Mm-hmm. And I believe that it's my mission to uh, have that same unwavering faith and it's my goal and so uh whenever that's my goal and it's a goal that i am consistently measuring the where i'm at in that walk um i believe that i'll i'll get there so shana i just pulled up this verse that says uh, you're talking about you mentioned worrying uh luke 12 25 jesus is talking to, to his disciples and he said, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Mm-hmm. And if worry can't accomplish a little thing like that, what's the use of worrying worrying over bigger things? So he's saying small things, big things, what's the use? Outside, all, all of my family members, uh, my close family members, mom, dad, um, Courtney, my wife, and her mother, have all inspired me in, in certain ways in their faith. Um I want an impact, somebody that had an impact on me that I've only met one time was a guy that was on our show, Chris Gordy. <laughs> and, the like, I, outside of family and that consistent <clears throat> impact, that might have been the most I've seen, like, this dude was sweating and crying for Jesus just talking about Jesus. I'm just, like, it was so real for him that it felt like he knew that Jesus was sitting around in the chair beside him. Oh, there's no doubt. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He he knows that. Like and and every part of his fiber and his being. If you hadn't if you hadn't heard that show, you can go back. I don't remember what episode, maybe <laughs> like episode it's one of the beginning. Eight or ten. Yeah. 
It was one of the first ones of, of season Get him back one. on here as a guest so they we can need to, yeah. see on camera. Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that – I think we should probably bring most of our guests back from the first season yeah. and the second season and bring them in here. But that was it, – it was just super impactful for me. Like, and when I think about faith, I, I, I do think about Chris Gordy. Met the guy one time. It's hard not to think about Chris Gordy when you think about faith. Yeah. Um, I believe Chris yeah. is the one who said – and y'all can stop me if I'm thinking of another guest – but I believe he said, you know, I wake up every morning going, what do you got for me today, God? Yeah. He, yeah. I'm Is that him? Listen. Sean? Seems like it. Who do you s- Who do I what? The question. Is there anybody oh, that yeah. inspires? I forgot about the question. <laughs> what, what was the question? Squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about Chris Gordy and yeah, yeah. what do you got for me today, Understandably. God? Understandably. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Francis Chan uh-huh. is, the, is the first person I thought of whenever he, that question was asked. Um I've never seen a more passionate um, guy on YouTube. I mean, like I've I've always YouTubed his sermons. Uh, anytime mm-hmm. I'm I'm feeling down and out or like I'm missing the boat, I always YouTube Francis Chan sermons. And um, man, he's just so bold. The mm-hmm. guy is so bold, inspirational. You know? And he uh, he just uh, yeah. I mean, he inspires you on another level, and he always talks about. Um, a hundred years from now, what's going to matter? You know, what's he, and he always says, I want to be able to look at you in a hundred years, uh, you know, from now, whenever we're not going to be here anymore, uh, mm-hmm. and we're either going to be in heaven or hell. I want to be able to look at you in heaven and, and say, Hey, uh, do you remember me? You know, you said something that inspired me and th- and now we're here together and yeah. he's jumping for joy and I'm jumping for joy. He said, dude, how awesome would that be? How awesome would that be? How cool would that be? And that's what I want, you know, and he always talks about how, I mean, the guy's made millions of dollars, right? Mm -hmm. He's like, and he doesn't care. He truly doesn't care. He's not trying to glam anybody. Uh, He wears like a T-shirt and just, I mean, like he just doesn't care. And uh, for me, that's inspiring. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's really cool just to see how he's like at the end of my life, I just want to give it all away because it's not mine anyway. It's all yeah. God's and and uh, man, but His faith is uh, it's unwavering uh, on another level and uh, on a uh, on on a Chris Gordy level, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it inspires me. Yeah, uh, awesome. Sure. With Chris Gordy and with Francis Chan, somebody we had here in person, somebody we watch only on YouTube. I've gone through a couple of Francis uh, will be on the show. Yeah. <laughs> hey. If God if God sees fit, That's he right. will be. Uh, the thing that could, that both of them had in, seemed to have, obviously, mm-hmm. I don't know Francis personally. When they speak, passion. It's so the genuine conviction of God's love and grace, like comes from their mouth and it permeates in you yes yeah and tra- yes, and chan's sure. the same way like yes. he'll still he'll, he'll hit a point and he's like and i'm getting chills thinking about it and i got the same feeling of god's love i just think yeah i think about i think about francis chan and, and watching him and he's just like yeah y'all don't get it yeah you know yeah and he's, he's like if you yeah he's like if you don't hear anything else this I say is today, the only please thing that's listen in the world. Yeah. I mean, he's, you have to go after God. You know, yeah. He, I mean, he's yeah. just, he's just so in 
inspiring. He's so passionate yeah. to the point of it you're like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, how can you not listen to this dude? Yep. Because you can see that he is spirit filled and he is so passionate and he is so, he's so full of love and he just wants to make a difference in this world, dude. And it just, if you can't see it, then you're just not looking. Yeah. He, he yeah. want he wants everybody in heaven. Yeah. yeah. Every, oh, yeah. Because he believes that Jesus, he, he believes in what Jesus did. Oh, you know, uh, um, it's, it's such a cool thing. Um, and you're right, Brandon. It's so, it's just, it makes you want to go tell people about Jesus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, al- he always talks about, hey, if you're not going to read the Bible, fine, but at least go read the words in red. Mm-hmm. At least go, re- the words that Jesus spoke, you can do that like in a day. Go mm-hmm. just go read that part, and uh, anyway, the dude is. He's, he's got we got it. time for one more. He's got it going. We, if we do it fast, I don't think we've ever grabbed one out of the yellow. No, we hadn't. These are the ones that have the answers on them. Uh, I don't think any have the answers. Um, How are you seeing God change you or sanctify you? <laughs> How are you seeing God sanctify you? Uh, I'll go first. I'll tell it with the story. So I'm very notorious for hearing, feeling like God's talking to me and me completely ignoring him and convincing myself that he's not really talking to me. Okay. And as I've been convicted to slow down, to speed up for his kingdom, I've become very aware that I am not good at listening to him. And so you'll hear me probably for the next year talk about walking hand in hand with his spirit. So real quick story. I got out of education. I was jaded when I got out. I didn't want to have anything to do with it. Um, I, my wife and I still live in the same small town that I was the principal and knew everybody, thought I was going to be the next superintendent. I didn't want, y'all know this, I had no desire to do anything with education again. I didn't want to go to the school. I barely wanted to drop my kids off because I didn't want to see people. It wasn't good. Last few months, the Lord's been on, you know, laying it on my heart. Hey, you need to get back involved. Now, I'm not kidding y'all when I say it was almost that clear. Mm-hmm. And I would go through, I don't want to be on the school board. Like, I'm having this conversations with him every morning, typically. Hadn't told Leah, hadn't said it to y'all, nobody. So it kind of becomes clear over a while, probably close to a year recently, that I need to get involved somehow. And I feel like being around kids where I can just be a positive presence, share Jesus in any opportunity I get lovingly, and really pour into teachers who need all the encouragement they can get because they're in the battlefield daily for Jesus. And most of them I know are believers. I get convicted that I might need to go sub. Well, I've been really talking about controlling my schedule. When he says sub, you mean substitute teaching. teaching. Okay, now I have a master's in educational leadership. I have my superintendent certificate, and I'm like, God, you're not calling me to sub. You kidding me, <laughs> You're bro? not talking to me. Do you know who I am? This is what's going on. I'm just being keeping it raw. Who are you talking to? So this goes on for months. I don't bring it up again. To any, I don't bring it up yet. And I'm driving down the road. This is a short version. And I pass the middle school, the admin building, and I'm in between the admin building and the elementary. They're all on one street. And I think to myself, you know, normally this time of year, because I used to schedule it, substitute training is going on. I wonder if it's already happened. In my mind, the thought goes, it's probably already passed. That isn't what God wants me to do. Not five seconds later, my phone dings with the school alert system says sub training tomorrow at 9 a.m. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> that is a God honest, true story about God is sometimes going to get our attention one way or the other if it's in his will and his sovereignty. So I text Leah, and I, this is to answer your question, how is he sanctifying me? Five years ago, one, I might not have even been aware that he was talking to me. Two, if I was, I would have ignored that text. And three, I wouldn't even mention it to Leah because I didn't want the accountability. Mm, okay. Yeah. So I text her, I go, it looks like I'm going to sub training. She's like, what? And I tell her the story, and she's like, oh, you are kind of hard-headed. <laughs> you know, it wasn't surprising to her. So I'm in sub training, walking in with all these people, and I am at peace that God has got – and the conviction of controlling my schedule is is that I'm getting to the point to where I can truly control my schedule. Well, God says, oh, if that's really what's important to you, showing people about me – let me see how serious you are about mm -hmm. it. So yeah. now Mondays are blocked so, off for subbing. So then you got people, people looking at you, going, "Weren't you the principal?" That's exactly what's happened. And they're going, and they're, and I know they're thinking this is the pride thing. They're thinking, "You left and couldn't cut it, so you got to come back and sub." <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a pride. Thing. Yeah, that's a pride <laughs> thing. I know that. I, I, I'm being completely oh, uncomfortable man. and truthful. Yeah. So there, there's my answer. It's kind of like the old Tommy Boy thing. Is like he just got knocked out. And not so much here, here or here, but more like right here. Dude just got knocked out, can't even identify where he got hit from. And I think this, as, as God sanctifies us, we go from getting hit in the face with a baseball bat or a two-by-four and not really knowing where we got hit, how we got hit, what happened, and not really taking any reflection Good. from that. And now we go to the subtle, like, tickle on the shoulder uh -huh. that, oh, hey, hey, God, what you got for me? You know, yep. and I think that's your dad. Yeah, he's so aware of being in his presence, and Chris Gordy that that and Francis Chan that's their priority. That they're that in tune. Mm. Remember, we talked about being in tune in a room where you can make one instrument do something, and the other instrument will mirror it. It's right. in t it'll right. start following it. Are we that in tune with the spirit? And we know how we get in tune with it. It's through daily interaction. That's right. Mm -hmm. Relationship. For me, the the question is almost like, how is God refining you? <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I, I think through a re refining process, you go through trials and tribulations, and you, you kind of beat yourself up about your walk with God, and am I making a difference? Am I, and uh, it, it, does it does it really, uh, am I making an impact for, for God's kingdom? And, you know, for me, uh, there's little things that happen, like I'll have somebody that I don't know walk up to me and say, "Hey, I appreciate you sending that uh, those Bible verses out." Or um, I'll have somebody invite me to breakfast. Actually, one of our guests, uh, River Barrios, he invited me to breakfast, and we had a uh, a long conversation. And the entire time, I'm sitting here. <laughs> it almost makes me emotional. I'm sitting here looking at him, thinking, "This." young man is like way ahead of where I was at that age in, in, a, his, in, in a his Christian walk in his right. yeah in a in his Christian walk and in, in the way he's handling his his family and just so sharp and understands scripture way ahead of my years whenever I was that age and and he's looking at me going this guy is where I want to be and you're mentoring me, and you're helping me in my walk, and and he's like, man, you just inspire me in all these ways, and and it's like we're looking at each other in the same light, and it's like yeah. this is not even real, like it's it, 
It's surreal, bro. Yeah. I mean, it really is because I'm like, God's thrown this guy in my life and he's telling me that God, that I've, God's put me in his life. It's just humbling, man. I mean, it is humbling. I'm 45 years old and he's like 27, you know, yeah. and it's, uh, it's a very humbling experience. And, and for me, uh, it, it, makes me know that God's working on me uh, and, and changing me. So. Mm-hmm. I think we could probably talk about this the long time. We don't have really any time left. Um, but the, the Lord, the Lord, I feel like uh, he, he just puts us in situations where um, we realize where we're falling short, you know, and, and, you know, for me, I mean, just really, really, really fast. Um, I have been putting, uh, I have been putting service ahead of my relationship with the Lord. I've been putting service ahead of my, and I've been, and I've been making the excuse, well, oh, you're doing this, you're you're doing this for people, you're loving, you're going out, you're 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 serving. Was uh, our sermon the other day killed me? Okay, were your teeth sore? My teeth were sore. <laughs> Man. I left there and I was like, oh my gosh. What was it? This is our new it pastor. It was over like Mary and Martha and, and service and where your heart is and just sitting at the feet of Jesus and how that uh, correlates. How, how, how Martha was upset with Mary and she was telling Jesus, Jesus, tell her to come help me serve you. Right. And she's sitting at the feet of Jesus just listening to him and loving on him. Uh-huh. And Jesus looks at Martha and says, no, Martha. This is necessary. What Mary's doing is necessary. What you're doing is worthwhile, but this is more important. Mm. You need you, this relationship that she's building with me and just loving me and being intimate with me mm-hmm. is, is necessary. This is important, but this is where you need to be. You right. need to be at my feet. Right. And, and it just was like, boom. I'm sitting here, <laughs> like literally in mid in mid sermon, I'm taking punches right to the face, and I've never met this man. That's like, so much here. <laughs> here. Exactly. I think it goes, but here. Yeah. yeah. So you know that's that's where I felt like God was refining me. I felt like God because I have been slipping in in having my quiet time with Him and being alone with Him and building that relationship with Him. And if my cup's not full. You, I mean, we talk about it. If my cup's not full, how can we disciple? How can we serve? And, um, man, that's that's where I'm being refined. Yep. Uh, when yep. we are thrown in the fire, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when, when they were thrown in the fire, Jesus appeared with them. But if how are we handling being thrown in the fire? Are we being refined or are we running from it? Thanks for joining us today. If you would, hit that like, share, subscribe. Uh, Help us reach more people for Jesus. Go out and kick the day in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.